Hi, my name is Steven Sindoni. Welcome to another edition of He Walked the Americas. The story in this series are from a book written by L. Taylor Hansen. Our story today is entitled, The Prophet Makes a Second Visit. The Pawnee were a North American tribe that lived along the Mississippi River who remember the prophet, the one who came and taught them of his father, the mighty holy of the heavens. He told them not to forsake his precepts, and when they returned again to warfare, the prophet made his second appearance. And here is where our story begins. Many tribes have tales of the healer and how at one time he came among them. Few did he miss, no matter how distant or poor, or lost in the ways of other religions. But to the Pawnee, he came twice, the last time in anger. The prophet had gone westward to that place we call Oklahoma, where the Pruins had a thriving city, and there he was busy erecting temples and instructing a priesthood. Some wild young braves among the Pawnee, who today are known as the Pawnee, formed a secret league to prey on the country, to make themselves rich by attacking the merchants and returning to the old war religion. The merchants thus captured they would give to the fire god, who would protect them, said the young men. Accordingly, one night the Pawnee waited in a glen of the Mississippi where the fleet came to camp and rest on its long journey from the southern sea to the capital city. Quietly flowing was the father of waters, when to the glen came the long ships of the merchants to discharge the weary rowers for good night's sleep in the forest shadows. They suspected no mischief, and no watch was placed over the campsite since the Puans had long since been at peace. They laughed and joked as they built a campfire, and in noisy fun cooked their dinner. Then came the time of conversation, of remembering the long trip, small talk of girls in distant cities, of the customs of other nations, of the man in the flowing white mantle of whom there was great awe for the miracles he had accomplished. One youth was a skeptic. It is strange that we always seem to miss him, this young man sighed, for I would like to see him, this creature that we call the dawn god, and others the lord of wind and water. Then the talk became hushed, and the head man prepared the tobacco, starting the smoke himself by breathing it to the four directions, taking a few deep puffs of satisfaction, before passing it onward to the man to his right in the circle. At last, each got out his blankets, wove a bed of branches for comfort, and rolling tightly in the blankets was soon asleep beside the low fire. Then with the yells of Skiri the gray wolf, the wild pony leaped upon them, snatching from sound sleep their surprised prisoners, now forced to carry their own trade goods back to the camp of the bandits. That was a mad night for the pony, leaping and yelling in the firelight, as they staked out two men for the fire death, for sacrifices to the fire god. Savage was the untamed dancing as they lit the flames about the Puans. Only one old man protested. He pointed to the east where the star of the morning was rising, but the young men paid no attention. Who cared about the star of the morning? No one but the one they had called the healer when first he had come to see them, but now that one was far away, his magic weak here, as they chanted the wolf song. Laughingly, they pointed at the prisoners where one was dead and another dying. Let him come and revive these men. That would be much better magic than stopping a windstorm or walking on water. Then a fire lit up the east sky, where cloud banks had been piled up, and everyone turned in wonder as consternation hushed the chanting. Suddenly, he was there among them. 
like a creature from another planet, shining with a strange radiance, each hair of his head luminescent, a weird glow rippling from his garments, and his sea eyes flashing with lightning. He stood staring at the Pawnee people. Is this the way you keep my commandments? Is this the manner of your insult to the spirit called Terawa? I come to shield you from his anger, or lo, great wind would ignite the forest, and to ashes would be consigned the Pawnee nation. While the Pawnees stared at him as if frozen, a weak voice cried from the fire, Jesus, Master, from these flames, release me! The healer turned and looked at the tormented man. You are free, my son. Walk away from the fire. Then he staggered toward the healer, falling and clutching the hem of the white robe embroidered with its lines of crosses. Those who watched saw a miracle happen, one which they said could not happen, for the man straightened up without a blemish, nor was all over, for toward the dead man moved the prophet. Arise, another day is dawning. Thou art not yet for the land of shadows. Arise and return to the land of the living. The fire died away, and the blackened corpse stirred and lifted its head and its burned arms. Arise, my son, no chains are on thee. Come toward me and be made whole in body, for such this day is the will of my father. The man arose and left the dark flames, staring at his good flesh, with eyes unbelieving, murmuring over and over, to think that I had questioned thy power. Forgive, my master, an unbeliever. Sealed with the lips of the pawny people, with both shame and the terror of a child lost and bewildered, yet down through the ages have come this story, and sometimes the old ones repeated on winter evenings beside the campfire. The legend of the son of mighty Tirawa, who came back in anger on the shaft of the dawn light, and by his presence saved from extinction the entire Pawnee nation. Did Jesus walk the Americas? The Native American tribe who called him Chizos believed that he did. I'd like to thank everyone for watching. The Prophet Makes a Second Visit.